Hello and welcome to the Hinterviews podcast with Peter Hinton, produced by the National Arts Centre English Theatre and coming to you from the Salon of Canada's National Arts Centre in Ottawa. I'm Sean Fitzpatrick. Welcome to the fifth interview of the NAC English Theatre's 40th anniversary season. In each episode, we will take you into the intimate world of the artists and creative minds behind the productions on stage at the National Arts Centre English Theatre. In them, Artistic Director Peter Hinton chats with a guest artist associated with the production. In this interview podcast, Peter speaks with NAC English Theatre Acting Company member Stephen Wawent about his career, being part of the company, and about being Assistant Director on Mother Courage and Her Children which ran in the NAC Theatre January 12th to the 30th. For more information about the NAC English Theatre Company's production of Mother Courage and Her Children, please visit nac-cna.ca. Click on English Theatre. And now, here are Peter Hinton and Stephen Wilmette. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this afternoon's interview. Um, my name is Peter Hinton. I'm the Artistic Director of English Theatre here at Canada's National Arts Centre. And our, our interviews are something we do with every show where we speak with one of the artists that worked on our production. And today we're very honoured and privileged to have Mr. Stephen Womet, join us. And before I invite you to join me in welcoming him, uh, I want to tell you a little bit about Stephen. Uh, National Arts Centre audiences will remember Stephen's magnificent performances in Endgame, I Am My Own Wife, for which he won a Capital Critics Circle Award, and most recently as Ebenezer Scrooge in our production of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Indeed. He has performed for 17 seasons with the Stratford Shakespeare Festival, where amongst many roles, he has played Hamlet, Richard III, King John, Mozart in Amadeus, Estragon in Waiting for Godot. Uh, other theatre roles include Polonius in Hamlet for Necessary Angel, Benevolence at the Tarragon Theatre, Pandarus in Troilus and Cressida for the Chicago Shakespeare Theatre, where after this engagement, Stephen's returning to Chicago to appear in both Romeo and Juliet and The Taming of the Shrew. His many TV credits include Slings and Arrows, for which he was awarded a Gemini for Best Actor, and as a director, he directed The Three Penny Opera by Bertolt Brecht and Timon of Athens by William Shakespeare at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival. So please join me in welcoming Stephen Womet. Um, Stephen, this year has been a really uh, special year for us at the NAC because we've reinstated an acting company. And um, an acting company is something that you've been a part of at other theatres. And um, I'd just like to open by saying, um, asking you, uh, what is the difference for you 
when you're working with a company of actors versus when you're freelancing and a group is assembled just for an individual show? What is... Well, first of all, it's, it's way better being in a company because uh, you get to work with these people over a long period of time. The work becomes uh, richer because you have a... a, a you, you develop a shorthand to be able to get to things a lot faster. And uh, that sense of company, although it's, it does happen in, in a show-to-show -show basis, it, 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 it's richer, deeper, more solid. You feel like uh, you're really part of a big family. And uh, I think the work um, just profits by it immensely. Mm -hmm. Now, you act and direct. How did that begin? Have you, had you always wanted to direct? Is that something that was more recent? How are they connected? Or how do you see yourself as an actor and then as a director? Well, I, I, I think as an actor, I, I kept seeing situations where my fellow actors were in trouble and uh, maybe weren't getting the help they, they needed from the director. It wasn't like I thought I had a better idea than the director had. I just, I think I had a, 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 a unique understanding and perspective on the process mm -hmm. of acting. And uh, so it wasn't intentional. I just thought, I, I think I can give them a little help. And especially with the younger actors in the company, you always do that anyway. You sort of take them under your wing and, and try to uh, pass on as much uh, information about the process as you can. Because, uh, you know, what we do is so, it's like a, it's like a trade, it's like, uh, um, shoemakers or you know a real like cobblers that, that that how how what we do is learned is by passing it down from generations of actors you know i i used to say when we started a rehearsal that that the room even if it was a large company of, of you know in the play maybe 25 people in a shakespeare play you say there's more people in this room than what is here because everybody that everybody's worked with all that information has right. been passed down and so you're sharing all that knowledge and and experience so uh so getting back to your question that that, that little inkling of i think i can help and uh just led me to that and, and 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 certainly felt like i wanted to be the same kind of director as i was an actor uh, i'm very interested in specifics and uh um uh, really, really sort of nailing a moment, and, 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 and I think that's what I can bring. And the rest of it, I had to learn. <laughs> now, for those of you who may not know, uh, Stephen's assignment as part of our company, playing Ebenezer Scrooge, of course, and, and it's kind of uh, clear to you what those challenges are, and you get to see him play the role in the production. And then on Mother Courage, he was an assistant director to me. And uh, it's an interesting purview, I guess, on the company to use both of those skill sets that you have to get to see the company in a different light. Um, people often ask me, they say, how did you do Christmas Carol and Mother Courage at the same time? Didn't, isn't that crazy? What was that like for you? It was exactly that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I told him not to say that. <laughs> But it's, it, it, it's strange, though, because the plays seem so far apart, and actually they, they did inform each other on some level, on some crazy level. There were big connections, and uh, it, it's always great to be given a challenge. This was an immense challenge, and uh, 
and I was so proud of uh, the company for stepping up to that challenge. And you know, it, I think they're all. <laughs> they've got two days coming off coming up uh, Sunday and Monday, and they're going to need it. <laughs> but uh, it's just a unique and exciting opportunity to to get to see them act, mm -hmm. to act with them, and, and and watch their individual processes and their growth. Everybody, I think, has taken yeah. a huge step forward in terms it's interesting. of. It's Just the other day, we were talking about a scene together in Mother Courage. And the reference point we could use was a scene in Christmas Carol. So, oh yeah, like the scene in Christmas Carol that we had this challenge. And it was helpful to overcome or take on a solution possibly for Mother Courage. It was funny too, eh, that in the rehearsal room, did you notice this? Is we, when we're rehearsing, we tape out the set and, and on the floor. So Christmas Carol was on the thrust, Mother Courage on a proscenium stage. And so you're in the exact same room with the exact same people, but when you're obeying different tape lines, didn't that feel like a completely different room? Absolutely. Because the world of Christmas Carol is so different. And that's the beauty of rehearsing plays in rap, is that, is that while you're working on the other play, you're, part of your brain's still in the other one. Uh -huh. and, 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 and you've got that digestion time to sort of work out problems. And, and, and like, like you say, this, the same problems do come up. And if you solve one in one, very often it'll be solved in the other one. Uh-huh. Um, I'm curious, you know, when people ask me, and we talked about this in rehearsal, about what are the demands of doing Brecht? Is there a different kind of way uh, an actor approaches it? Is there a different set of muscles required? Um, what's your take on that? And I am asking you that partly, Stephen, because I know you have a, a somewhat controversial point of view about that one. In that... In that what? In that... Um, <laughs> what, you, what you said to me often was, acting is acting. That you didn't necessarily think there was but yeah I, I i think it is the same you bring the same set of uh, skills but i think the one big difference is you have to be prepared sometimes to to it's very tricky to do to just drop the play and acknowledge the audience you mm -hmm. know and say i'm aware that you're here uh I, i'm i'm totally out of the scene now but i but i have the ability to flip right back into it and turn on a dime Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, but, but, but really, you know, because there are songs in the play, you know, the play doesn't really stop because there's a song. The acting process keeps going. You don't sort of stop telling the story or stop being involved, but there's a split because it does have a, 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 a quality of showmanship. You know, after Mother Courage's first song, he says, cut it with the floor show. And you go, in, in a way, it is a floor show. So you've got to do both. You've got to do double duty. Both things have to be honored at the same time. Uh-huh. It's, well, it's, uh, the play, uh, there's a whole school of acting around Brecht's dramas that he was uh, very interested in breaking out of a school of theater that um, tried to transport you to another place or in a school of naturalism. He wanted the theater to be like a boxing match or a wrestling ring and be very present with the performer and the spectator. And it's what he called epic theater. And he wrote enormous treaties on what 
traditional tragic theater was and what the epic theater should be. And he was, uh, he and his company were very famous for acting methods and teaching. Uh, one of the exercises they did was called He Said, She Said. And it was to break a character, uh, an actor, from associating too much with character to relay information of a scene. So you take your line, and if our lines were, um, uh, where are the guards? They're coming this way. Brecht would demand the actor say, he said. Where are the guards? He said. So that the information was conveyed and that you were looking at the whole structure of a scene, not just getting caught up in the circumstance of character. So sometimes the focus is different, isn't it, for the, yeah. the actor? So forgive me, there's a, a whole shorthand to that of Brechtian acting, and it came up in rehearsal at the beginning of uh, should we act differently or should we approach this differently? Um, you directed the Three Penny Opera, which is an earlier work, also in the Brechtuve. Um, how was that experience? And did Three Penny Opera ever? I mean, there's two. There's a song that is in the Three Penny Opera that's also in Mother Courage. Yes, uh, the Solomon song is yeah. also in Three Penny Opera. Uh, that was so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> it feels about a million years ago, but I remember how exciting it was to just get a chance to work on that play. Mm -hmm. I know you've done uh, um, the, 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 the play that Mother Cur or the Three Penny Opera was sort of... Yes, the Beggar's Opera. The Beggar's Opera. Opera. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a great story. And uh... Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny because uh, every element of the theatre has probably been influenced by Brecht and his collaborators in terms of how we look at theater, how we see it. Uh, when Brecht was producing, uh, every theater had the proscenium arch and the boxes, and, and he wanted to strip that away. And you look at our theaters now, how many theaters do we go into where there's a formal curtain and all of that? And he wanted to, you know, when Kenneth Tynan saw the Berliner Ensemble, he said, at last, actors who look like real people. Be, and that is uh, part of uh, the demand of the actor. There's a kind of nakedness, isn't there? Absolutely. To it. Yeah. Um, as we were rehearsing, what for you were the biggest challenges, aside from the obvious, like, go with any show, the tech and the scale of it, were there challenges that you observed to creating a Brecht play or this play that... Well, I think the reason why the, the, coming to do both shows was so attractive to me, not only to have the chance to play Ebenezer Scrooge, which is a gift of a part, um, I think it was also important in my brain to, to assist you and work with you and learn what I can from you because you know, you have a lot to offer, a lot to give. And uh, I think that the, the biggest challenge was knowing your place, like knowing what an assistant director actually should do. And, and so often, if you're in the, in the room and watching what's going on, you can see things that you mm -hmm. think would help. And I think it's very important when a note is given and, and so my, my feeling is always, the assistant always goes through the director because it has to be that way. If a note is given too soon, it can perhaps not achieve uh, what it's supposed to achieve. So timing is everything. 
So it, it's learning to keep your mouth shut, <laughs> basically. And, and you know, just and then and some for some people that's hard. <laughs> uh, and, and 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 getting over the frustration of that and saying no, you know, because inevitably any note that are, not any note, but some notes that I saw in my head, when the time was right, you you gave them, and I think that that's the most important thing. That your job is to support the director's vision of the play, and not have your own vision of the play. Just find out what that vision is and do what you can to to make that happen. There's uh, that, this company of people, Stephen, that you talk about that aren't physically in the room but are in the room through their relayed experience and expertise. There's a, a special one with you because of um, the Canadian premiere of Mother Courage was directed by the great John Hirsch, who was the founding artistic director of the Manitoba Theatre Centre, who we're co-producing this with. And you had the opportunity of working with John, didn't you? I, I actually did the last play that he directed. It was The Alchemist by Ben Johnson at uh, the Yale Repertory Theatre. And uh, it was the last play he directed before he passed away. Wow. And uh, Martha Henry uh, from the Stratford Festival, she was here to see our production of Christmas Carol, and she said to me, she said, uh, how's Mother Courage going? I said, well, it's really big, Martha, because Martha was in that production. And uh, she played the role of Yvette, the, the camp prostitute. And uh, she said that it was three weeks of the most difficult work they had ever done wow. with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and stories come down from John Wood's production of, of the, they still didn't, or they had as much trouble figuring out the props in the wagon as we did. Yeah. Can you tell our, our audience today a bit about the props in the wagon and what those issues are, what those challenges are? Well, this wagon that Mother Courage travels around Europe during war time is laden. She's selling anything she can and uh, to make a buck, and it's so complicated because not only does she serve drinks from that wagon, uh, they live in the wagon, they have day-to-day -day business, they eat breakfast, they everything in this very small, it's not even a, a bachelor apartment, <laughs> it's smaller than that, it's like a closet and uh, there are, I don't, I don't have a, a, a number on how many props there are, but there's quite a few. And organizing them, and everything had to find a cubbyhole, everything had to, to find a place to, uh, to make it efficient, and very often finding things in the dark. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, all kinds of clever devices uh, came up. Uh, those, you know those little push lights that you have in your closet sometimes? That, that, that was a great day when we decided, <laughs> oh, we could just hide a couple of those. So if she needed a quick view, she could have it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, 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 it took a long time to sort all those props out, but they're, they're behaving themselves at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> Yeah, you can see a, a play like this, how it's written comes of a, a certain time and assumption. There's like, for example, a scene where Mother Courage plucks a chicken. <laughs> and I think it's one of the great achievements of our properties department. <laughs> because what did Brecht envision? A real chicken. Just get a chicken and she'd pluck a real chicken. and. In fact, Joan Littlewood, who played Mother Courage, complained about, oh, the smell of the chicken I have to <laughs> deal with. 
And there we went, well, in our health and safety conscious 21st century, we don't bring real chickens on stage. <laughs> so the props department had to make a chicken that could be plucked every performance. And I just think Brecht and his cohorts are all in heaven laughing at us. <laughs> Many things. I wonder, um, Stephen, you know, I'm curious, at this time, just after a show's begun performing, how do you think about Brecht or this play Mother Courage differently than you might have a year ago or before we worked on it? If you were to meet a friend in Stratford and they were to say, oh, Mother Courage, it's, I've saw it before, what would you might share with them about it that this experience has brought you? That's a really that's a really good question. Uh, it was sort of there was another layer. I mean, I inevitably in 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 our work, uh, often life happens, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, during the rehearsal of this uh, play, my own mother uh, became very ill and uh, 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 passed away just after Christmas. So it has a real mm -hmm. kind of personal level to to me. I mean, that's that's you know that's unforeseen that's not but 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 uh the courage of that woman and and she's not without faults like she's not without she's not a saint <laughs> no. she 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 does she does some very sort of uh questionable things and uh, uh, to survive and um i mean this play was written as a as a as a plea against the war and uh, I didn't know uh, really, I guess, at the beginning how deep a plea that was and how much that means. And that, that, you, that what you really focus on is, is one small family. I mean, you mm -hmm. see a lot of other, the people, how it affects the people. And, and, and um, peace. <laughs> peace is something to be, uh, to be wished for. Mm. It's, it's interesting examination of war, the play, isn't it, from that purview, from that perspective? Um, one of Brecht's dramaturgs called it a frog's eye view, right? So we're seeing an event of history from the perspective uh, of the little people, the people that are asked to follow the orders, to carry them out, the soldiers, the uh, armorers. The, we only get a one glimpse of a high bigwig. We get a Swedish commander briefly in, in one scene. And, but we never meet the king, the emperor, the pope. Now, you've done a lot of Shakespeare's history plays that give a different... Did it, and, you know, when John Wood did Mother Courage, it's interesting, he did it in repertory with Henry V. And that's an interesting... Uh, view of war, isn't it, Henry V, which is a very, uh, uh, justifies war and what comes out of it. There's the, you know, the great uh, once more to the, the breach in that. Um, did it ever cross your thoughts that there's a, you know, in, in the Shakespeare history plays, we get a similar overview. We get the, the, the Falstaff and his crew, and for how, example. Yeah, and, and then he crosses in that, in that the Henry IV, part one, part two, uh, crosses the line by making Hal part of that group 
and then rising him up to the top, you know, to when he becomes the king. So yeah. you, you, you get a real, a real split there of both sides. Yes. But it's in, there are no battle scenes in Mother Courage. No. There's no war scene of soldiers trudging into war. We see how that affects people and how people live in the face of that. It's like, you know, it, with Brecht, I wanted to share with you a little story that I think shows something about the practicality and the artistry of this group of artists that we now know as Brecht. And that is um, Brecht's partner was Helena Weigel, who was the great actress of the German stage in the 20th century. And after Brecht's death was the artistic director of the Berliner Ensemble. And probably every, if you Google Mother Courage, you're going to get a picture of Helena Weigel there. And, and actually, she first played Katrin, the daughter, the mute daughter, in the first production in Sweden in 1939. And she played Katrin because Brecht and Weigel were uh, in exile in Sweden. And uh, she spoke no Swedish and was a great actress. That's all for this edition of the Interviews podcast. Send us your comments and questions. You can reach us by sending an email to interviews at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget you can subscribe to this and other NAC podcasts by visiting nac-cna.ca slash podcasts. There you'll find our past episodes, subscription links, and instructions on how to subscribe. You can also easily find us as a free subscription in the podcast section of the iTunes Music Store. Search on interviews. If you'd like to stay in touch with news and updates from the NAC English Theatre, sign up for a free e-bulletin by visiting nac-cna.ca slash email alerts. You can also find us on Facebook. Become a fan of the NAC English Theatre on Facebook by entering NAC English Theatre into the search bar. Until next time, this is Sean Fitzpatrick for Peter Hinton and Company saying goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre in Ottawa.